Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. Today we have Casey James coming on. He's done some great things. He's been on Idol. We're looking forward to hearing a little bit about that. But he's also part of a trio. We'll talk about that. But it's really awesome, some of the things he's doing on his own. And that we're definitely talking about that. So we're looking forward to hearing parts of his story and talking some music. Yes. So Casey, are you here? I'm here. After some technical difficulties, huh? Yes. <laughs> that was mostly uh, my my the other phone. So thankfully, you guys were like, "Hey, uh, Casey, I think it's your problem." <laughs> I'm here. I hear you, and we're golden. Yeah, because because Sandy said, "Well, I hear you just fine." Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, well, because phone. if I was if my phone was breaking up, it would be both of y'all would not be to hear me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But what's weird is we could hear you. Yeah, yeah we both fine. did. Electronics, they just do what they want, and you never know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So as we get started here, I always like to start because of the season we're in right now, and hopefully the season changes. But as you know, yes. the big elephant in the room, COVID. How are you? How has it affected you, and how are you handling getting through this? Well. You know, it's tough. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm not, you know, but the thing is, I'm, I I try to not um, complain, really, because uh, it seems to be just ridiculous because I feel really lucky to be able to, to eat food and pay my bills um, by making music for a living. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, keeping that in mind and the fact that I'm certainly appreciative and feel blessed, uh, it's been a tough season um, because... I kind of went from what was going to be, I think people kind of call it a banner year, you know, um, uh-huh. like a really, a really great year to, um, really not knowing how we were going to get through. And thankfully, you know, yeah. the government has done mm-hmm. some things that, you know, that have allowed specifically folks in my industry. I mean, I know a lot of people that have taken advantage of, of different, uh, you know, government assistant assistance programs and things of that nature. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's allowed me to um, not stress as much, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to just take advantage of the time. I know that sounds yeah. obvious and maybe yeah. a little bit redundant because yeah. it's kind of what we should be doing in life every day. But um, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it kind of happened at a really wonderful time for me in terms of if if this was going to hit um, mm-hmm. on certain levels because there's been a lot of preparing and planning. Um, it certainly slowed down the uh, the record making process because I'm actually releasing a new record on the 18th of this month, oh, wow. and uh, mm-hmm. that that really COVID took a toll on that process pretty heavily. And so that you know, but I mean, everybody understands. Everyone's going through it. Everybody's being affected yeah. differently. So I just try to keep it in perspective and. and and to continue to have faith as I do in, in my normal life every day to that, you know, things will work out and try to just put a good spin on it and make the most of the time, which again, I, I say that like, it's not something you're doing every day, but I guess I just yeah. focus on that because what else can you do? Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. So I just make the most out of where we're at when I'm there. And, and like y'all said, it's like, hopefully it won't last too much longer and, and uh, it'll it'll be something that's behind us. Yeah, that's like what for us. You know, we launched our show January third, 
and our original plan was to interview 80 to 100 um, artists first year. You know, we thought, hey, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be a great first year, 100 people. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, these artists are going to need a place to talk. I was mm-hmm. like, this may be our year to shine, to prove what we can really do. And because of us stepping it up like that, um, we a few days ago on my birthday, August, on August 28th, we crossed the 200 interview mark for the year. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. <laughs> and then, that's just Congratulations. Like we've got, um, that's great. Like today oh, we've got you. you, and then at 3.30 we've got um, – um, who we got 3.30 again? Julia Cole. That, that's right, Julia Cole. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Julia. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her I said hello. No, you know what? I'm going to text her. I'll text her that I was on before. See, see if she can, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> awesome. that's that's kind of that's funny. I mean, she's right here in town. <laughs> Don't yeah. you love that? <laughs> it's funny too. What what we found out with our show, a lot of times, the same day we'll have people that know each other. Yeah. But yeah. We've had that happen a lot. Where are y'all from, actually? Because I kind of hear some South in your voices. No, we're we're based in Savannah, Georgia, right now, but we're moving to Nashville next year. There you yeah. go. I can hear that. Well, you'll you'll do really <laughs> well. Uh, this is a perfect town for stuff like that. I mean, there's just and like you said, you'll see more connectivity than you can possibly imagine. It kind of blows my yep. mind. I was listening to records the other night at my dad's house. I was listening to. Uh-huh. Uh, a old old Bonnie Raitt record, and on the back I flipped it over, and there's a guy named Will McFarlane who's a phenomenal guitar player, sweetheart <laughs> of the guy, and I met him uh, when I was playing the last um, cruise that I did with Delbert McClinton. It's called the Sandy Beaches Blue uh, Cruise. Delbert McClinton does it every year, and uh, and I'm sitting there chit chatting with this guy, and we're you know going back and forth, and and then come to find out he works down at does a lot of work down at fame studios and we were just down there it's, just, it's like every, no matter where you're at what you're doing i feel like it's such a small community strangely enough uh yeah very large world but we all somehow are connected so just another reason to treat that. people right <laughs> oh, exactly. so true. yes you know because like they say uh, on your way if you push down people on your way up they're not going to be there when you're on your way down yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, I'm very thankful that most of my career, I feel like I've I've um, I've I've done my best to treat people right, and yeah. that seems to be uh, yeah. doing well for me as I'm as I move forward every day. So, I mean, I I do exactly. it just because it's the right thing to do, but it it certainly is a good way to do it. Even if you weren't a good person, yeah. you should still do it just because it's yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. So, um, as we get started here, tell everybody. A little backstory of you, you know, of where you're from, and kind of a brief overview of your backstory for a few minutes. Well, uh, I feel like you know it's important for people to know that I'm from Texas because it's a huge part of of who I am as an artist. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm a very proud, proud Texan, and by that I mean there's just a ton of musical history and, and. and artists that that I love that come from Texas, and there's a, a pretty large part of the way that I understand, well, I should say, understood music coming up, that is really based on the fact that I'm from Texas. In other words, I didn't really understand or know anything about um, people doing kind of like solo careers. I just thought 
there were bands mm-hmm. and those bands wrote their music mm-hmm. and then they played that music and it was recorded and that's what I heard and you know that's really not the way that the music business works and uh <laughs> so just beginning you know starting in Texas I I played uh for about 10 years uh kind of like every night you know just out in the the local area and I did kind of the Southwest. I mean, I, I didn't venture Mm -hmm. too far out of that, that locale. And, um, and then when I was 27, I went, uh, at essentially my mother came to a show on, I don't remember what night it was of the week. And it's kind of just begged me to go try out for a TV show called American Idol, which I had never seen. Oh, wow. And and it's not like I'm, I was a you know some sort of monk or hermit or something. I I'd heard of the show, but yeah. I grew up without television, and so I didn't really have any way to to watch it. It wasn't like I was anti. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if I'd have had TV, I'll be really honest in saying it probably wouldn't have been something that I tuned into. But um, I ended up doing it, and it set me on a a crazy path, and. Uh, Ended up making a record and that had some commercial success and had some successful radio singles, and then I got out of that deal and made a record called Strip It Strip It Down, which was really, really dead center of who I am as an artist. It was a very blues-centric <laughs> record, and I'm super proud of it, and I just now made uh, a new record called If You Don't Know By Now, which will release on September 18th. And um, that kind of brings you up to date. I mean, there's a lot in there that I didn't mention or go into, but yeah. that's that's the super fast two minute rundown of kind of who <laughs> I am and where I come from. And speaking of that, as you know, you know, you've been in this as a career long enough to know that you know a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, Mirandas, and Carries, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the tears that it takes to not just get at their level, but to even be a career level for an artist. And I always like to, and I always want to talk about that on every episode because I think it's not talked about enough. Nobody talks about this. It's almost like it's a taboo issue out there. And I'm like, on my show, it's not taboo. You know, you know I want to talk about the struggles and the fight that the artists go through. And I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. <clears throat> but we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls back in 2014. And one of the questions I asked Allison, and at that time they were full-time with music, and I always have to kind of say that. But at that time um, they were full-time with music, and I asked her, you know, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life, you no longer own your life. Because everybody owns a piece of it. She goes, your friends and relatives, they'll never understand. They invite you to weddings. They invite you to weekends. They invite you to cookouts. They invite you to holidays. But you got gigs, especially at the very beginning. I mean, you were like grinding it out. There, you don't have any extra time outside of it, and they never under. And so you lose friendships sometimes because of that. Um, then, then your family has to sacrifice right along with you, even though you're the artist because of the time that you have to spend dedicated to this type of career. Then there's going to be days where you're miserable, but you got to get on that stage like it's the best day ever. But then she added, but if your heart will not, 
allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, and I've probably said it very similar to that in many, many, many different <laughs> interviews. Um, <laughs> you know, it it boils down to the fact that if you have a passion for something that you cannot, it's kind of like what she's saying, like if, if you can do something else, you know, go do it. But I think that people that really truly have a passion for music, like I've said it a million times, like I will always play music. I'm always yeah. going to do it. It's who I am. It's it's mm-hmm. it's why I'm here on earth. It's what God created me for, and and I'm going to do it one way or the other until I die. And so yeah. that's that's my calling. And and in that, just like anything, there's heartache and there's struggle and there's pain, and all of those things do apply. I mean, you definitely it changes the dynamic of life in every way. But to do, you know, to do music, to play music, to create. It's worth it. If it ever, you know, if it's not worth it, you know, I think that's the difference. I mean, I mean, if somebody mm-hmm. is truly called yeah. to do it, then all of those things won't matter because at the end of the day, it's worth it. When you play music, when you turn on a record, and you, or or you know that you're changing somebody's lives, even just in a small way, where creating joy out of nothing, where there was nothing before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're just inventing tiny little pieces of. <laughs> of something that can 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 change somebody's life and you hope that it that does it for the better i mean i mean that's that's a driving point a force for me uh as an as an artist and as a human being i mean it, it you know it it sounds cheesy and people probably don't believe me when i say it but i i'd actually like <laughs> to make the world a better place you know um yeah it it kind mm-hmm. of uh that, it all yeah, that's ironic cuz that's the song know. we'll be playing later in the show is a better place Oh, see, there you go. And and that's why I actually <laughs> sent you guys that one because I thought to myself, you know, there's 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 songs on, on the record that are a little bit more fun and, and mm. up-tempo and, and whatnot, but I thought if, if there's one song that really kind of speaks to my position and, and my, my mm. heart, that would be it, and that's why we sent that one in. But, um, yeah. no, it's, it is a struggle. I mean, it, it never goes the way you want it. You never know when you're at the lowest or when you're at the highest and you know, it's never consistent. You just kind of have to keep on trucking and you kind of have to just have patience and and faith. And, and it has to, you have to be, and this is the thing that I think is the most important is it, this all has to come from a place of passion and, and not like I, I, my heart gets broken almost weekly because some, you know, little girl or little boy will walk up to me and say, well, how do I be, how do I become famous? And number one, being famous is the worst possible thing that you could ever wish upon anyone. It's not cool in any, in any way, shape, form or fashion. It's, it's actually the worst of all things. Um, but now, you know, if you were rich with that fame, then yeah, you, you wouldn't have to worry about bills, but you'd have a different set of worries and so yep. that's not really great either. It's not something that I think is a horrible thing, but um, it's not. Those are not the things that you that you're shooting for. You know, it's yeah. uh, you, you're yeah. doing it because you you have to because it's a passion because that's what you're called to do. And I'm going to mm-hmm. do it whether I'm playing guitar in my backyard for my neighbors or whether I'm mm-hmm. at LP 
you know, field playing for 120,000 people, you know, live, that that the passion <laughs> is still going to be there. And I think mm. that yeah. that's what you chase. That's what you're doing. You're trying to pursue joy in what you do and not looking towards the ends that yeah. it might get you, right? You know, so for me, it's not about making a bunch of money. It's not about being super famous. It's about being able to go out and play music, to create music, and to have an audience that will be willing to listen to that and experience it yeah. with me and let it change them or affect them in some way. That's why I do music. The rest of it, you know, is a byproduct of doing that, you know, in this day and age. Yeah, and you know, yes, it's funny that you were talking about this because yesterday Sandy and I were actually discussing a lot of the artists. Again, we've done over 200 artists now, interviews, mm-hmm. and because we've done, we've interviewed so many, we can tell the ones who want it versus the ones who feel called. Oh, right. yes, we can tell. There is a yes. difference. And, and there's, and there's, there's a difference in the way say, they speak. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that have succeeded and that, you know, in it that just want it. That's all, you know, they, yeah. there's no, it's kind of like yeah. they kind of walked into it. And I don't, trust me when I say, I, mean, I used to get really angry about it, but <laughs> I've realized that that's not, that's not for me to worry about. I yeah. just concern, right. I'm just concerned with my family and myself and trying to work on myself mm-hmm. as a person and letting all that go has been something that's actually brought me a lot of peace in my life, but. In the beginning, it was a struggle for me because I thought, you know, and you, and you you very much can tell, especially if you spend time with people, you're going, you have no passion, mm-hmm. you know, you have no passion for music. You don't, you wouldn't sacrifice anything to do this. You would go on to the next thing without a thought or a second word. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that's not for me to worry about. I don't, I don't think about. Yeah. It. And there's been tons of people right. that I know even personally that have actually succeeded in music, and are not at all like me in their heart. You know, they they they. They don't care really anything about it. It was yeah. a means to an end for them, and and that's fine. But that's definitely, I think, if you're one of those people, be prepared for heartache because you, the odds are very much stacked against you. You know, and if you yeah. and if you're called to do it, then I say follow your heart because you're going to be happy even if you fail. And I use quotes, yeah, you know, air exactly. quotes around that word. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. no failing when you do what you love. You can't fail because you're going to yeah. you're going to be doing something that you have a passion for. You're going to be happy when you're doing it. These are things that you would think are very obvious, but at some point mm-hmm. in the world, human beings, parents, you know, stopped telling their kids like these type of things, and it's it all became about fame and fortune and Instagram mm-hmm. pictures, and that's just not what I'm sharing with my children. I'm I'm going to tell them, you know, if you have a tra- if you have a passion. For trash, mm-hmm. be a freaking trash man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, just follow <laughs> your heart, and you're gonna be happy. I know people that are landscapers that get up, and it is the best day of their life every day because they love doing landscaping. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, if mowing yards is gonna make you happy, get out there and do it. If if you need to be in yeah. front of people, find a way to make that happen. But pursue your passion. Don't try to pursue, yeah. you know money because that's never going to make you happy. I can guarantee it. And these are things that I, I think would think are obvious, but it just seems yeah. every day that I just run into people that it, this, this whole mindset is just alien to them. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I definitely love where you're coming from. And we talked a lot about sacrifices. Now let's talk about where those sacrifices lead. And 
you know, the glory side, the part that people see. You know, so when you look back on your career so far, and I'm sure Idol is definitely one of those in these, but what are a couple moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Well, I will say uh, probably the very first thing that comes to my mind, uh, and it's just more of a personal thing, is is that I've, mm-hmm. I've I've wanted to interact with a certain kind of level of musician, and I should say artist, uh, if I'm doing these yeah. kind of things. But like mm-hmm. that's really been a goal of mine for a really long time, and some and some things that probably wouldn't make a blip on other people's radar like playing an international mm-hmm. blues festival things like that oh wow these are goals that i've had my whole life like interacting with uh-huh. Bill clinton have him guest on my record interacting with bonnie bishop and having her guest on my record playing shows with kenny wayne shepherd or you know mm. opening up for double mcclinton or playing on the sandy beaches cruise these are things that were like lifelong you know goals for me to be to mm-hmm. hear myself on BB King's, you know, Bluesville on Sirius XM, yeah. those were goals wow. I had since I was a young kid, and to achieve those, those are benchmarks for me. I mean, I've done a lot of really cool things like being on TV or opening up for mm-hmm. Taylor Swift on the biggest tour, you know, in the world oh, wow. that year. I mean, those are certainly like, you know, big deals, but they weren't necess- They were just they just happened. They weren't something that I've pursued. Um, mm-hmm. And really wanted to have yeah. happen. I'm super thankful for them, but they were never, you know, those were never like goals of mine. Whereas yeah. interacting with that level of musician, those are real benchmarks for me. And and you know, it's uh, it's nice looking back now. Those are the things that have happened the most recent in my career. And so mm-hmm. uh, it certainly makes me proud and happy to think of those things that. That I'm actually further right now than I've than I've ever been, which is the way that it should be. If you if you you know if you're doing things right, you want to be progressing yeah. and moving forward as opposed to the other way around. I love that, and we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and play your song "A Better Place" and come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, hang on the line here. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Is 
great song. Yeah, it's a great song. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about the song and how it came together. Well, uh, I write with a, a good friend uh, named Richard Fleming. He's a phen- phenomenal human being and a killer writer. And uh, uh, he's an older older than me uh, and as such has a lot of experience in, in writing and, and doing doing what it is that we do when we get together and uh you know in terms of like writing and the way that that process goes and so we get in the we get in the room and uh we just we start writing and one day i said man i'd really like to just write a song that says exactly not not, just not even try to make it a song at all but just just take exactly how i feel word for word and just put it into Mm -hmm. a song and he goes well why don't we just do that and i just I, I said, well, this is how I feel today. This is what I'm. This is where my heart's at. This is what I'm thinking. I pretty much just wrote, wrote out, and uh, and we we made it a song. And it literally it took us I don't know, you know, an hour, and it just kind of fell out. And um, and I just love that track. There's something really cool, kind of throwback about it. Uh, uh-huh. Kind of sounds like it could have might have been like a blind faith track from you know back in the day or something. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. It's got a neat vibe yeah. to it to me, and and I love uh, the end of that self, that that tune. I was in the studio singing, and mm-hmm. I said, "Man, I got an idea." I said, "Just just let me do some oohs and ahs at the end." And Michael Saint Leon, who's the uh, the mixing and in, in engineer, and uh, just a, a super amazing dude, uh, he says, "Man, go for it. You know, hit it." I'll, and I I said, "Okay, go." So I did. <laughs> I did it, and then I said, "Okay, give it to me again, because I want to do a harmony to that." And he says, "Okay, do you want me to do it, you know, different track or what do you want?" I said, "Yeah, just give me a new track and just go back to the same place and just hit record and just let me go." And I did like, no joke, I probably mm-hmm. did fifteen of them, just boom, 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 because I knew what I wanted them yeah. to be. And then mm-hmm. I never did because I had to go out of. I needed to leave after that. I said, "Well, did you get all that?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Okay, cool. You know, I think you know what I want you to do with it." And he goes, "Yeah, I think I get it." And I, that was the end of the whole thing. And I and I said, all right. Oh, wow. So I came back, and he goes, hey, listen to this. And legitimately, he had nailed it. You know, he put them all where I wanted them. I mean, they were there, but I mean, in mix in the mixing, you know, of it, yeah. he mixed it just perfectly. And uh, and that was literally the first time I heard. It. I've never listened back to anything I did. So there's some of those that are flat, some are sharp, and you know, but it ended up just kind of being exactly what the, the tune needed. And and I love that that back half of that song is just kind of really vibey. Love that. Um, one of the things that we like to do on our show is, you know, I think that the teams of artists never get the love that they really deserve. So I, I'm changing that. <laughs> so we always allow the artists to take a couple minutes to talk about their teams. So if you want to take a few minutes to tell us who who helps you be who you are. I'll tell you, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right now, right now, I have, uh, yeah. I have two, you know, obviously we haven't even got into this, but I, I have the uh, – another project that I started working on about a year and a half ago <laughs> with a couple of other guys. And in that, you know, there's yeah. actually a, a pretty, pretty wonderful team of people behind us. And, uh, um, and so there's, there's, there's that, but in my personal career, I've kind of backed away in the past year <laughs> to really allow myself to, get things under control and know everything that's going on 
the, there really is no tandem doing all of it. And it's not something that I really want to do. I'll be honest in saying it's, it's, yeah. it's not at all, but it, the, the real truth of the matter is that I'd rather do it myself and have somebody that's not, that's, that doesn't have the heart and, you know, yeah, the, the heart exactly. for doing it. You want somebody that really believes in you, but also that can get things done. And it's a very fine mm-hmm. line and a very difficult <laughs> thing to find when you, you know, to luck upon that that person that wants to be your champion, but also happens to have the connections and, and the ways to make that happen and can see and find avenues uh, to make mm-hmm. things happen. I mean, it's just very, very tough. It's it's not like people think it's not talent has nothing to do with it, whether, whether somebody thinks yeah. I'm talented or not, or, or whether I am or not even has nothing to do with it. It's all about, you know, playing the game and who, you know, and those are, those are the sides of things that can be, you know, devastating, and that's why you want a great team of people. And if if you can't find that, then unfortunately, until you do, you have to do it yourself. And uh, as crazy as that sounds, where I'm sitting in my in my own career, yeah. this many years in, to not have that, it's it's an unfortunate side, you know, side of of the business that I that I despise. I really, it's it's you know, being fully transparent, it's 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 the worst yeah. part of it. But you, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't find those people. Then you've got one of two, you know, get two choices. You can you can either do it yourself or just stop. And because I can't stop, wow. you know, you got to suck it up and just <laughs> you do the do stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I you know there are times where I have um, really good friends that that are you know business savvy enough that they can kind of go back and forth with people. I've got mm-hmm. um, a lot of 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 people that are kind of unofficially part of my team. Um, and those people are priceless to me because a they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts and b uh, they want to do it and and these are people that are like super ultra pros that are busy doing other things that are much bigger and pay much better but they take time to you know help me and and that's how that's how you know, we talked about this earlier but if you're good to people then when you need something like that people will be willing to help you. And yeah. uh, thank God uh, I learned that, you know, as a very young kid to just be nice, treat people the way you want to be treated. And, uh, and I like getting treated nice. So I try to treat people nice. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's helped me because, uh, yeah. you know, there are times where you just can't, you, you just don't have the information or you just don't know how to get it done, you know, and uh, you have to call somebody and hopefully they're willing to pick up the phone and help you when that happens. Yeah, because you just never know what's going to happen. Like I remember a few months ago, and this was kind of a game changer for us a little bit, but a media person that I'm friends with, um, I was asking her how she's getting some of the artists, she said, and she told me to private message me her e- my email. So I did, didn't think nothing of it. Next thing I know, she connects me to a database of 4,000 artists with all the PR companies and everything. Oh, wow. Now, that don't happen. You know, I've talked with other yeah. media people. They, some media people have told me when I told that story, they're like, wow, because that, that's like their prize is your contact base. You don't share that with totally. nobody. And, and so that kind of helped me go. I, I use that every – I go through it. I go, okay, da 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 Okay, yep, what, that one. You know, so, you know, or as a, you know, a lot of times I can find the info, but it takes me forever. But right. if it's already on there, I can look, bam, there it is, email. 
So yeah, you have those times <laughs> where somebody will pop out and do something really wonderful for you, and those are those are nice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're kind of a family affair show because we are husband and wife. We are, and we have an eight-year-old. So we kind of have a third co-host because we, we always let our eight-year-old come on and ask one question to each other. So he's going to come on and then he's going to get him on and ask. And, you know, right. we've got a 18-month-old. When she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs> I love it. I've got a I've got a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 10-month-old. Ooh, you're busy. Yes, I am. I'm in a closet right now. That's how busy I am at my house. <laughs> I'm literally – I am in a closet because otherwise my kids – if I'm home, they want to be playing with Daddy, which is the, in the most amazing blessing in the in the absolute world. Yeah. But uh, it makes it next to impossible to work from home. <laughs> oh, we understand awesome. that. <laughs> we usually put the 18 month old down for nap time <laughs> before we go to the show here. But yes, here's Christopher with his question. See, what's your favorite food? Hi, Christopher. My favorite food, uh, anything that's not moving too fast for me to eat. I love food, and I'll pretty much <laughs> eat anything. I like sweet stuff. Let's see. I mean, me saying my favorite might change on every moment, but uh, <laughs> gosh, favorite, favorite food. If I had to eat, I'm trying to think of this. If I had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, what would it be? Uh Probably fish, sushi. That's my favorite food. <laughs> my favorite food would be what, sushi, I think. And what's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Pizza? I had pizza last night. <laughs> Just yesterday. We were working. I did a, I did a, a content day with Texas Hill, and we were in the, uh, we were working literally from like 8 a.m. to, to, to 6 p.m. And at some point during the day, they brought us pizza and uh, I didn't get to eat during the day, but after it was all over with, I had me a, a slice or two and then brought it back to my kids who happen to love pizza just as much as you, I bet. And they hammered down on that stuff, and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, thanks. <laughs> yeah, he loves that part. You know, he gets up he does does. every now and then the artist has to can't cut out early. Before we get mm-hmm. to him, so he gets upset when uh, that happens. <laughs> oh, yes, fun. he wants to be a part of the show. That's very fun. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to talk about, I mean, write about? Oh, well, I'll tell you, I can answer the second half of that first because mm. I think if I were to get to and have the opportunity to write with anybody – I can tell you that I would just want to be in the moment and write what happened because that's what would make it so yeah. special is to not come in yeah. with an agenda for myself. I yeah. would say, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, you know, let the moment happen and see, you know, see what we wrote and that's what would make it so great. But I mean, uh, I, I don't, I, it would be, it'd be tough. I mean, I, there's a lot of artists that, that I just, I really look up to uh, that are still around but if it, I mean, if it was anybody, like ever, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, that's tough. I mean, uh, how about <laughs> put me in the room with like the Beatles or Elvis or uh, there you go. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan or uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's just there's so many. I don't know. It's just be, there'd be 
That's a tough one. I could give you a bunch. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan. These are people that, I mean, I, I'm, I hate saying stuff like that. I'll tell you why. It's because I'm always just an email away from actually writing with people. You know, it's a strange thing because the last thing I want to do is like say somebody's name and then for some reason that that would make it awkward if it were to happen. I think I don't know. I just feel like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if I thought about it further, then I would be the. Uh-huh. I would think the dead opposite because I. I don't know. Maybe if I heard somebody say that they wanted to write with me in an interview, that would it might be a cool thing, but maybe it wouldn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm always reluctant to answer that question because of that. Maybe that's a weird thing. <laughs> Y'all tell me. Is that weird? Or should I not worry about it? Nobody else know. has. See, I I don't know. Maybe I just think things too. I think of things too much. I don't know. Eric Clapton, <laughs> uh, Doyle Bramhall the Second's one of my favorites. Tap and Wah, I love him. Uh, JJ Gray and Mofro, those would be you know a great group of people that, that I love to write with. Uh, uh, there's a bunch. I mean, I could go on and on, but um, yeah, definitely. What's crazy is that, uh, and I say it that way because I, I remember being asked that question. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, early on in my career after getting to Nashville, and then I, I popped off some answers. And and then within like six months, I was writing with those people. And in the back of my mind, I was always thinking to myself, like, hopefully they didn't see that interview where I told them like a creep that I wanted to write with them. <laughs> but I guess it's not a creepy thing. It's probably a good thing. So maybe I just need to get yeah. out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it is, maybe you're getting what you speak to, you know. Yeah, that could be. Maybe putting it out there and then making it happen. That could that could easily be it. <laughs> All right. So this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she was wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story to each artist before I ask them that same question because I want them to kind of think about it before they answer. Um because of because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living right now. So a lot can happen in five, just five years. So where do you, knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Uh, well, I mean, I'm guessing that you're, you, you know, you're, you're talking about specific to my, my career, yeah, um, which, you know, I'd just like to be in a position where I'm doing what I'm doing now, but, but, but mm-hmm. actually, you know, consistent with it, you know, uh, hopefully this COVID thing will be long gone, uh, you know, in much quicker time than that. I can get back mm-hmm. to, you know, just making, making records, making music, going out and, and playing it in a live setting. I have no, uh, you know, let me put it this way. This is this is as, as real as it gets. If I'm able to pay my bills and set aside enough money that is an adequate amount of money, you know, to you know, not starve to death when I become you know too old to tour and, and make records, mm-hmm. uh, to take care of myself and my family to whatever end that God will allow that, and I can continue to have a crowd of people that are interested in what I have to say and do and play and the music that I make as an artist. Um, mm-hmm. That that's really it for me. You know, I don't know what that's going to look like, and I really, honestly, yeah. don't care. Um, uh, as long as as long as those boxes are checked, then 
that's really always been my goal. And I've always, thanks, thanks to God, I, I, I've always achieved that up to this point. And I just keep thinking that any day I'll need to get a job driving Uber or working at Walmart or something. And every day God <laughs> keeps blessing me with the ability to keep making music. And, you yeah. know, I think that's really it for me. I, I, I don't care about any of the rest of it. I've done all that. Yeah. I was on, to, you know, for a moment. And, and trust me when I say I don't care who you are, what your name is. Eventually you're going to come down. I mean, the amount of money that's spent on PR for people that are at the top is, is staggering. Mm-hmm. And that's why oh, wow. they stay at the top because they're willing to put that mm-hmm. amount of money and time into yeah. it. And, and that's great because for those people, that's, that's it. That's, you know, obviously that's a goal for them and there's, there's reasons for that. And I'm not by any means saying that that's not what they need to be doing, but mm-hmm. I'm not into that. I, I had a moment where I was, you know, people were, you know, trying to touch me for the sake of touching me. I know that sounds weird, like literally just touching my shoe on stage because mm-hmm. they wanted to tell people that they did that. You know, that kind of stuff is I don't have I don't have any desire for that. I just if it's a byproduct yeah. of being in front of people that love my music, then I'm honored and I'm thankful. Yeah. But yeah. For me it's just can I can I continue to play music for the rest of my life? Whether mm-hmm. that be five years or twenty years, I mean I just want to be able to have – I mean, I think everyone wants to be able to not worry about you know, income and things of that yeah, nature. Exactly. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't worry about it even when I probably should because I just – it's <laughs> the way I'm built. Uh, I don't – I know that it's going to work out one way or the other, and I don't really live, live beyond my means. I try to stay pretty debt-free for the most part, and that's, you know, that's, that's helpful in reducing mm-hmm. my stress, but – you know, for me, it's just, can I continue to play music? Am I going to have a crowd of people that wants to come see me? And, uh, and that's it. You know, uh, yeah. the rest of it is, is, mm-hmm. is really a hundred percent irrelevant to me on every level, because if I'm doing that, I'm going to have joy. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feel lucky. I mean, optimally, if everything was going right, I'd be able to sit back and just create just write yeah. music, just spend time with my family, and then just go out mm-hmm. and play that music, and maybe have a big, yeah. you know, you know, let's do, let's go, let's dream big, let's have a private, you know, jet to get me from point A to point B, and mm-hmm. you know, my own airstrip in the backyard. That's awesome. Like all that would be great because all that would mean is that I could spend more time with the people that I love, and spend more exactly. time doing the things that I love. But if I'm able to do those things on any level. Uh, I'm I'm a happy man, so I'm really, yeah. you know, can kind of it's been consistent in my life that that's really my goals, and and that's kind yeah. of what makes me a happy dude most of the times that I'm actually living that. Love that. Now let's look ten years, twenty years down the road. What your success? Let's say whatever that means, and like you said, you know, whatever that means at that time, you are a success at that point. Um. If the person that you are now, who you are, could meet your future self, what would you tell him? What would the the me version tell the future version? Yeah, because you know everybody everybody version? always asks it the other way around. They always ask, "What would you tell your past?" Yeah, I like to go the other way. I like to go, "What would you tell tell your future self?" Man, uh. I tell him congratulations. <laughs> I, tell him, I, mean, 
I don't know what else I could say that he didn't already know. You know, I I actually think about the different uh, different iterations of myself through the years and how you know I kind of feel like, and this could be this could be totally wrong, but I know for myself I've 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 become so many different people uh, just mm-hmm. in the natural progression of being alive. I think that if you're doing yeah. the right thing. You're trying mm-hmm. and, and consistently trying to be a better person, learn more, know more, be better, know yourself better, try to fix the things that you screw up, try to be, you know, if you have an issue uh, being mean to people, work on not being mean to people. You know, I mean, whatever the thing yeah. is that you're lacking, you know, consistently be trying to make that better. So I'd, I'd just be interested and, and hopeful that the future self of me was, was, uh, was just, you know, a better version of who I am now, because if he's not, then (laughs) that would be bad. So, uh, but as far as telling him something, I I mean, that, you know, I I honestly would just say congrats on, you know, succeeding. I'd like to believe that in 20 years, I'm going to have, you know, three children that love me very much and are, are, are well-adjusted individuals that, that have a, an understanding of life that, that brings them the ability to enjoy this life and mm-hmm. to make the most of it and to understand that, yeah. that they, uh, you know, that this isn't all there is and that there, you know, there's a heaven above us and, and all of those things that I feel like are extremely important, um, you know, parts of life. And I mean, I think that's, yeah. that's the most important thing. So I, I don't know that I'd have much to say to him. I'd like, <laughs> if I'll be a hundred percent honest with you, if I met the, the, the future version of myself that was 20 years older, I probably wouldn't say a word. I'd just be like, "Hey, man, tell me everything I need to know." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there you go. You know, that that would be the that, that I'd be doing more listening than speaking. I think if I met the older version of myself. Yeah, like I remember one of the artists. Their answer was, "I would just tell him to remember what I'm going through right now." You can see that because. Because you know, as you know, and really, that's kind of the pur- the purpose of that question. To be honest with you, is because whatever answer the artist gives is usually how they need to live right now, and that's kind of where I go with that question. Because, because again, you're going to be meeting your future self one day anyway, so become yeah, that I- now. I think about this uh, a lot, and it's kind of – it's one of the things that actually – I don't know. I'm sure that there's – somewhere there's some guru that has a, you know some YouTube channel that's, that's focused on this exact thing. But what I try to do as a practice, like a, a, an intentional way of thinking is I try to get in the headspace of who I used to be. And by mm-hmm. that, I try to like remember – who I was uh, six months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, these things, because when I do that, I find that I'm no longer looking I'm, – I'm accepting like the accomplishments at the moment, at this moment, and realizing that these – the places that I'm at right now and, and the things that I'm accomplishing are goals that I set you know, five years ago, a year ago, six months yeah. ago, 10 years ago, whatever – and then it kind of allows you to have that moment of victory where you go, yep, I did it. I'm doing it, you know, whatever it is, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in being – it's a, it's a complicated thing. I want people to be in the yeah. here now. I want to be in the moment always, but I also have to have a certain amount you of gotta knowledge. you got to look back too. 
That's exactly right. Just to know, and I'm not saying in the negative, but in the positive, just to yeah, know that positive. you're actually accomplishing some goals. And if, if nothing else, <clears throat> hey, man, you're still alive. You still have, to, yeah. you still have <laughs> a chance to make things better, you know. Yeah. So I think that's it now, is I try to split the difference, you know. Now what's funny about all that is we're actually writing a book called Broken Together. It's a marriage book. And its mm-hmm. premise is we're all broken just at different levels when we marry. And when you communicate with your spouse, you communicate from your past experiences. This is where a lot of people get it wrong, I think. They don't realize that. You know, when a husband and wife, they see two things different, and a lot of people think it's because men and women see things different. And sometimes that may be the case, but most times, most arguments that people have have nothing to do with their current circumstances but everything to do with their experiences from their past. And we're writing a book built around that idea to help people look back, like you were just saying, but on a different level, look back to say, look, this is why I am the way I am. Because until you look back enough to see why you, are, why you do and feel the way you feel, you can never move forward out of that. Oh, I agree with that a thousand percent. I think most people don't know themselves to the extent, and and I'm and I'm not excluding myself from that. You know, I yeah. I think most <laughs> human beings simply don't know why they feel the way they feel about things. They're not willing to explore those thoughts and reasons, and understand more about themselves. And I think some people, and, I, and again, I'm not excluding myself from any of this. Uh, or maybe scared to do it, or maybe just have a thought yeah. that they need to. But I think it's extremely important. I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, it's just it's it's helpful on every level because how can you ever? I don't know. It's, I think it's extremely important to know your heart and, and why you feel the way you feel about things because. Uh, well, I could go I could go in depth, but it, it's a very long conversation. <laughs> I just think it's extremely yeah. important. Oh yeah, and that's why For we're writing sure. the book. Uh, and that's why one reason we're writing the book to kind of help people see that it's because it, I'll be honest, I get tired of hearing like the gurus and the and some preachers, and I'm a hardcore church person now, but sometimes I you you, you see these people preach to um, forget your past and move on, and that's really the quickest way to repeat the past. Right, that's so true. And it's I'm a, trying to show a, people, yeah. It, it's a, it's a yin and yang. I think it's just kind of like we were just talking <laughs> about how I, I like to I like to be in the moment, but you also have to keep a certain amount of understanding of where you've yep, come exactly. from and, what, and, and the goals that you've created in the past. It's the same there, and I. But I do yep. think there's a certain amount of like, look, if you've got negative things or something like that that's holding you back in a way, then you know that's something mm-hmm. that maybe you should let go of or forget about. But but I agree. You've got to keep. You have to know where you're coming from to know know where you're going and 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 how to get there. And and you're exactly yep. right. You don't want to repeat. That's the worst thing you want. You ever want to do is yep. is lose track of it's things repeat. that you've learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, so, and, yeah, you know, the whole, and, and the big purpose of the book too is because here's where the marriage part comes in. Is when the when the husband understands the wife's past, and the wife understands the husband's past, there's something solid there that happens. Because you know a lot of times spouses will push each other's buttons, 
and they don't even know it. And they don't even know why. The husband or the wife, they can't explain why, but if they knew each other's past, that could be a game changer for their future in their marriage. And that's why we're writing oh, the book. I, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, a, a way to walk around that in the meantime until you until you learn that stuff. And this is one thing that me and my wife are really great about. I mean, we don't really fight um, in the way that I feel like a lot of people do, and that's because yeah. it's I, I'm I'm like, look, if I'm going to spend my life with somebody, that person is my team. That's my team, mm-hmm. right? So any more than I would team. want if I – that's exactly right. So any more than if I'm playing doubles tennis, I, I, I want my partner to succeed. I want, them to, I want them to crush it. I want them to kill it. I want them to do the best that they can do. And, and if they stumble, I'm going to be there to help them. And, if I, you know, and let's mm-hmm. say that I, I hit the ball out or whatever. Like my partner's not going to come to me and start yelling at me. They're going to be like, you know what, you you, you didn't do it this time, but you're going to do great on the next one. You know, you get the yeah, little exactly. butt slap and you move yeah. on and you go forward. And in the same sense, like that's the way that I approach, and my wife does as well. Like approach our marriage, and we go, look, if I say or do something that hurts you, number one, first and foremost, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. I feel like a lot of people seem to lose track of. Like, no, 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 I didn't want to hurt your family like that's never something that i wanted i don't want to hurt myself i'm not going to hurt my own team that is a that is something that is never going to happen so the very first thing that i do in that situation is if there's like some sort of disagreement or some sort of hurt feelings or harm or whatever the very first thing to do is like recognize a i didn't mean to do it so just let me know what it is so that I can make it right yeah. because the last thing that I want to do is hurt you because if I'm hurting you, I'm hurting myself. That's not something I want to do. And then once that happens, like that chip on the shoulder that I think causes things to escalate immediately mm-hmm. just gets dissolved because then yep. the person goes, oh, wait a second. My partner isn't there hurting me. Like that was, in, that was inadvertent, and now I'm going to explain to them why, why I'm hurt, how I'm hurt, and then we Always make it right. the I, best. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, that's in the meantime, while people are learning the past and why we feel the yeah. way we feel and why the other person feels the way they feel, then then you can actually still still get along and know that's like, man, look, you know, I don't go around hurting people for the sake of it. Like that's, I mean, maybe some <laughs> yeah. people do, maybe some people do, yeah. I don't know, but I never want to hurt people. Like that's the last thing. Yeah, exactly. like, I just want everybody to be happy. Let's yeah. all hug, let's smile. Let's uh, let's enjoy each other and and do good things and and if that doesn't happen, then I've I've done something wrong. I've tripped up on my my own side of things at some point mm-hmm. and let me know, and then I'm gonna make it right. And that is like kind of the way that I look at all of life, you know. Yeah, exactly. I love that. But, now, as we come down to our last question here, um, let's uh, and there'll be more of an advice. And again, I guess we're ending with on a lot of advice here, which is good. You know. Everybody can always everybody can always be helped. But let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and there's something special. They do got something there. You know, so they're not one of these people to where, you know, they they think that they're all that and they're not. They actually have something special and you see that in them. And let's say they've played maybe forty, fifty shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage. And they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, crowds roaring, and they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Casey, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. 
what advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Don't give up. That's it. Easy. Love, Don't give up. Love it's that. never going to be easy. <laughs> it's never going to be what you think it is. There's, you can't put expectations on it. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I'll tell you right now, if you're, if you're trying to do it, everything <laughs> in the world is going to be against you. I know people think it's just, you know, some people think that it may be like any, anything mm. else. There's no, there's no, like if I go to work at, uh, you know, pick a store, right? Some big, large chain that we all know, McDonald's. Starbucks, right? McDonald's, wherever Yeah. you go in mm-hmm. and you go, okay, well, I'm going to start, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be the drive through person. And then maybe they'll bump me, or maybe I'm a burger guy cooking the burgers and they're mm-hmm. going to bump me up to like the drive through. And then maybe they bump me up to chef manager and then I'm the store manager, then I'm a regional manager, then I'm a district manager, and then I'm at corporate, and now I want yeah. the CEO spot. You know, okay, that's cool. There's like a roadmap. There is no roadmap for for music. There's no roadmap for art. <laughs> it's subjective in every sense of the word. And everything is going to go against you at times, and you're mm-hmm. going to feel like there's no hope, and you're going to think that there's no possible way to do it. But here's the deal. if you If you're having joy in your life caused from playing music, then don't let mm-hmm. that other stuff break your heart and break you down and break your will. Because trust me when I say there are times when, for whatever reason, I, I say, you know, the devil puts things in your path to try and stop you from being in joyful and living your, you know, your best life. But yep. whether exactly. you think, whether you're religious or, or believe in, you know, anything at all yeah. or not, there's certainly still the aspect of the fact that things just sometimes don't go your way. And and yeah. my number one advice for somebody that's just getting started would just be like, look, if you really truly have a passion for this and you love it and you feel like this is your calling, don't give up because you'll love find that. a way to get the joy that you need from it somehow, some way. You will you will move yeah. your expectations, you'll you'll change the things that you think, and you'll find a way to gain the thing that it is that you need from it. If you're willing Mm -hmm. to just continue down that road and that's, that's the best advice I think I can give somebody is just don't give up. Love Because again, that's that's for the, that's for the person that is truly, that is truly (laughs) called to do it. Because if you're not, it'll just continuously break your heart because if you're not getting that joy, when you do mm-hmm. go on stage, whether it's in your garage or in your backyard or, like I said, in front of a billion people on TV or in front of 100,000 people at a field, you know, stadium, it doesn't matter. You're still going to gain the joy, and if you can just set aside all this disappointment or if that joy, that moment of joy erases all the rest of it, then it's worth it for you, and you, and you live a happy life. So don't give up. Love, but if, you know, love if, if, if you don't get that joy – it will break you down and crush you and defeat you. <laughs> There's just no <laughs> way around. It, it's just it's yeah. a tough biz. And if and if somebody says otherwise, they're just maybe they didn't have the school of hard knocks, you know. But I think most individuals <laughs> that are in in the music business have really paid dues. And and I, heck, I've paid yeah. as many dues in the in the years since Idol as I did up to Idol, and that's a fact. I mean. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you never really mm-hmm. stop, you know, unless you're at the apex, you know, if you're one of those very select few people and I could probably name, you know, maybe a hundred artists that I think probably don't deal with as much of that. 
and then the yeah. other, I don't know, hundred million <laughs> do. You know? <laughs> so yeah. don't give up. That'd be love that. Love that. So if you want to tell everybody how they can reach you, uh, Google me or search me in your your favorite search engine. I won't use. Um, you don't definitely don't have to use Google because. Uh, Anyways, but uh, they, uh, the Internet knows all about me and uh, will lead you to the right places. Uh, Casey James Official is the website, Casey James Official on Instagram. I think I'm just Casey James on uh, Twitter, and I think it's Casey James Official on Facebook. But if somebody just puts me into a search engine, all that stuff will pop right up. And uh, I did just spend some time going through me personally, myself, making the new website. <laughs> uh, something I, I never thought in a billion years that I would be doing because I would rather go outside and find the biggest, juiciest dog turd on the street and eat that thing than build a website. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, but these are the things that you sacrifice and learn how to do. So everybody, you know yeah. what? Go to the go to the website and check it out because it'll make uh, the last twelve hours of work that I did uh, sitting in front of a computer worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. We definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Hey, that'd be great. And next time we'll talk about the uh, the trio because honestly, uh, in this time, the last. Uh, the last year as I've been finishing up the making of this newest record mm. that's that's coming out on the 18th, I've also been working uh, twice as hard with this group of guys uh, that's uh, called Texas Hill, and we are Love it. we're doing a lot of really great stuff, and and it's it's actually taking off in a in a in a really wonderful way, and it's filling a spot. One of the biggest things that I've always hated about the music industry is kind of how it it can it can sometimes uh kind of restrict an artist from doing you know multiple things and being as yeah. eclectic as they want to be mm-hmm. and i've exactly. finally after many years found a way to to <laughs> to not allow that to happen to kind of side to be solo entry or yeah and so now i'm doing I've just got more outlets where I'm able to do more music that I really enjoy because at one time in my career i was playing in a, a bluegrass band, a Texas country band, a heavy rock band, a blues ba- a blues band and doing acoustic stuff. And it's like, I love that. I want to do more of that. Oh, that's what I'm doing now. So. That is awesome. I but love that. Oh, yeah. And that stuff is all on my site as well. You know, if anybody ever checks me out, then they can, they'll, they'll see, you know, Texas Hill there and they can click on those links and that'll take them to all that because those two guys, uh, it's it's three lead men doing a band, and uh, you don't see that a lot. It's it's one of the coolest things that I've ever been a part of, and I'm super proud of it. And I'm only one yep. third of the band, so you know it's it's uh it's a lot going on. There's a lot of music, a lot of writing, a lot of vocals. It's harmony. It's uh it's a it's a really cool thing. So next time we get together, we talk. We'll talk. We'll just stay on. Uh, we'll do one with that, or maybe I'll invite the guys and we'll do like a. A full Texas Hill one. There, there That'd we be go. Fun. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, you that'd be great. Get your, pe- get your people that. to contact us and set that up. We would love to have the whole band on. Yeah, we'll get that well, up. I sure will. Then I'll, I'll put an email together and send it over to the uh, fantastic lady that helps us, and uh, and I'm sure she'll put it on the books and get it. Uh, so I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to sounds you like, before too long. All right. Sounds like a plan. Hey, thank yeah, you so much for the time, great. and you guys stay safe and uh, be good. And thank you for having me.
All right, sounds oh, good. We'll for talk to you today. soon. Bye. All right, yeah. tell Christopher I said bye-bye. We will. I will tell him. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.